The Morning After Potion, Episode 1, Pilot. Papa, get the door! Good morning. Morning, my lord. Quite the stack of letters today. I have a daughter gone mad waiting for these. Take care, then. A moment. Yes? The family is leaving for the city today. We'll be gone a week, perhaps more. Uh, can I ask you to hold the mail? Certainly, my lord. I'll leave a note at the office. Thank you, thank you. Papa! The door! Have a great midsummers. Your family as well. Wind's letters, are they here? What have I said about running in the house, Nia? Are those it? We leave in an hour. Why aren't you dressed? I'll be ready, Papa. The carriage won't wait. You can spend the next few weeks home and miss all the celebrations. You'll miss Wynne's wedding. Papa, I won't be late. Please. <laughs> Here you are. Thank you. Love you. Walk, young lady. Dear Nia, I hope this letter finds you well, dear sister, though I imagine you're smothered. Alone with Papa in that big house, I don't envy you the peril. I am doing fine, as I know you'll ask. The city proves everything we ever dreamed and more from there. Not a month has passed, and already, I dare say, urban life has uplifted me. So, so much, much has happened, happened in so, so short, short a time. time. I've been on the cusp of scandal. I made friends and I made enemies began a new job, and took the first step in my alchemy career beside. And perhaps I found a man too, though it's nothing more than fancy. Seriously, do not tell Papa. There are so many stories, I couldn't possibly recite them all. I will try, however, but first, here's my summary. I'm anxious and motivated and positively terrified. And I love it oh so much. I'm an alchemist, dear sister. And I'm here in the city doing alchemic things. I always expected a slow start. One must sacrifice for the craft, such as the price for passion. So you could imagine my elation when, so soon after arriving, I was asked to interview with the illustrious, blithe Ignatius Genevieve, the city's foremost company for all things alchemic. And so, dreadfully, dreadfully, nervously so, I was practicing my pitch in the park. Perfectly normal, and quite unobtrusively, I'll add. And that's when I met him. And thus begins the spiral, which has defined my life in the city thus far. Hello. Hi there. Good morning. I'm Wynne. I mean, Winifred Martin. <clears throat> I am Wynne Winifred. Winifred Martin. It's a pleasure to meet you, sir. <clears throat> Excuse I'm me. I'm Wynne. Winifred Martin, how do you do? Uh, miss? Lovely morning. Lovely morning for you to hear about my potion. <sighs> Win, Winifred. Yes? Could you shut up? Sir? Your lips. Can you make them quiet? Ugh. It's generally considered bad form to talk to yourself in public. You're considered bad form. Are we seven? Are we? You're quite rude, sir. Pot and kettle, Win, Winifred. Well? Well, what? 
You've already woke me from my nap. Least you could do is continue. Let me have a good laugh. I'm not your entertainment. I've got the gist, I think. You're a pot-bubbling alchemist out of work. You have an original brew this bigwig company has shown a bit of interest in. Though, you haven't quite gotten so far as to tell me what this potion does. And I will not. Why's that? Because I'm not pitching to some bum sleeping in the park. Oh, that's rather mean. I'm just on my lunch, and I, I didn't sleep well last night. Good. I mean, please let me be. No, no, I I'm invested now. Give me your pitch. Absolutely not. You need to practice. Better to do so with an audience. Come on, let's hear it. Well? Hello, Mr. Bum in the Park. I'm Winifred Martin. Yes, yes, Win Winifred. We know that part. Get to the good stuff. My original brew is a revolution by way of women's health. It is ingenuitive. It has uncapped potential. And I believe, given <sighs> your support... Wrong. What's wrong with that? You jumped right into the lecture. Where's the hook? Where's the bite? You've got to give these company stooges something to care about. I should hope they care about women's health. But they won't. Where, pray tell, would you have me start then? How about a personal connection? What's the reason you care about this potion? Aside from women's health? Humor me. <sighs> the truth is, sister, I did have a personal connection. A very good one. But I was hesitant to share. You must understand... This potion was born from a dire need and, under consequence of actions, best spoke only in hushed whispers. It is scandal. Fine. Don't tell me what's wrong. Just pout and brood and be miserable all by yourself. I've told you I am fine. Ow! You're gloomy. Gloomier even than your usual gloomy self. Winifred. Anna St. Clair, you are my friend. My best friend. I know when something isn't right. You can't tell a soul. Promise me. What is wrong? You must promise. Of course I swear. What is it? I'm pregnant. Anna! What was that for? Ow! You're not pregnant. But I am, when, and it is dreadful. Everything is awful. Anna, you had sex? Yes, I had sex, and I will regret it to my death. My life is over. What can I hope to amount to, having had a child, unwed, at 23? Poverty, I tell you. Social ruin. I might as well skip off to a convent and take the cloth on the morrow. You'll do no such thing. It's for the best. The life of a nun. You're late, then? I will be. Then it isn't a sure thing. You might not be pregnant. Why was I so stupid? I should have waited. I could have found the right man and fallen in love, marriage, and then children. That's the order of things. God! No decent man will marry me now. I'm used goods. When? please stop hitting me. I'll stop when you stop. You're being ridiculous. I'm not being ridiculous. My life is over. Are you even listening? Are you making... Tea? Winifred, this is serious. Not tea, a potion. Ah, I'm saved. It's been what, two days since you had sex? Not even. Last night, Anna? It had to be sometime. Well, you're most likely not pregnant. Yet. But you could be. 
I've an idea for a bit of ore's bark and nettle. Perhaps... Yes! Red elixir and a splash of the strong stuff, too. Winifred? Ugh. Is this brandy? As a future nun, I must object. Shh! If I'm right, this should work like acacia and honey, or blue cohosh, or any other contraceptive. Only better because mine will work. I give you the morning after potion. And I'm to drink this. I added ginger and orange, but tell me if it's too bitter. It doesn't smell terrible. Just drink it. When? Anna? Well? It's not horrible. You know I'm weak for ginger and orange. And that was it. Entirely spur of the moment. Entirely genius. On the cusp of scandal and the verge of my friend becoming a nun. Never before have I had a recipe just come to me like this. Of course, Anna might not have been pregnant, more testing to be done for sure, but call it an alchemist's intuition, my potion worked. The morning after potion was a success, and the ramifications I still can't comprehend. This was my ticket to a career, the kind of quality potion a company like Blythe Ignatius Genevieve might invest in. Yes, that's well and good, but you can't pitch it like that. Why not? No company is going to touch your potion if they think it's some tool for promiscuity. It's much more than that. And you need to sell them on that something more. Well, if they don't care about women's health, what else do I have? Winifred. Yes? You. Sell yourself. You're a young woman. Is it a stretch to ask you show a little skin? <laughs> I'm serious. That is not happening. Why not? What do you mean, why not? I want to be taken serious. I'm not saying disrobe. I'm telling you to pitch yourself as an alchemist. Seduce them, make them buy into you. How do you suppose I do that? Promiscuity. Sir! Surely you must have a dream. A childhood fancy, somewhere you wish to take this alchemy of yours? Of course I have dreams. Then be promiscuous with them. Invite people along for the ride. And they might just see something they like and join you. Tell me about these dreams. It didn't start with alchemy. My family used to take trips into the city, and Ma and I would sneak off to visit the shops. The kind that smell more of things than they do people. Where they have that bell that rings for each new patron. I fell in love with those first and tried every craft I could think of to get me there. I stumbled on alchemy quite by accident, though the alchemic process has grown on me over the years. Still, it's not that city shop I dream of. Not an apothecary's hovel. Not a pharmacy but a right proper potioner's shop, one that smells the part and has that same door chime. In a back room, there's a house cauldron always bubbling, and a workshop, too, where I'll... Mm. What? Consider me seduced. Sir! It's your fault. God, I'm just embarrassing myself. Why am I still talking to a bum? I told you, not a bum. And there's nothing embarrassing about having dreams. Forget I mentioned it. Even if they are kind of small. I'll murder you. And rather unambitious, but I see it so clearly. Little Miss Wynne Winifred standing behind the counter of her potion shop, say, ten years from now. You're a bit pudgier to be sure. <laughs> but it's still a good dream, especially for a pop-bubbling alchemist. I'm not sure if there's room for a company like Blythe in that dream, Says however. the bum in the park. Harsh. Why am I still talking to the bum in the park? This bum has a name. Not that you've given it to me. Not that you asked. Well? That's not asking. Just tell me. 
I'm hurt that you won't what ask. What is it? What was that? What is your name, sir? That would be Jack, my lady. Jackson Hawksmoor. This man, sister, outwardly crass. He insults me, offends me, and then pulls a proper quarter bow like he'd train in etiquette with the queen herself. Jack took my hand and let his lips brush across my skin. Were he a bit more handsome, perhaps my heart would have fluttered. Perhaps it did. It has been a pleasure, Miss Martin. Far from it. I do hope we never meet again, Mr. Jack. You'll be seeing me. In my nightmares. Win, Winifred. Best of luck. Jack was rude and entirely too forward, and it seemed everything was a joke to him. I'm not sure what mischief possessed me to tell him such personal matters as my dreams, but I did. And he laughed. He chuckled as though my life were some divine comedy. God, I hate him. Despise him. In just moments, I was to interview with the most influential company in the alchemic world, and I was entirely off-kilter, unprepared. I couldn't think, and it was all thanks to that jackass. Winifred Martin? Yes? You can follow me. Hello, Miss Martin. I'm Tanan Takahashi, Director of Research here at Blythe. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. Please, do have a seat. Everyone knows the brand. Blythe potions are top shelf. Ingenious brews and impeccable craftsmanship. They're the aspiration of every young alchemist. And of course, dear sister, I'm no exception. I fully expected to get on the floor and lick my interviewer's boots. I'd beg, plead, and grovel, whatever it took to get their support behind my potion. We never even got that far. Winifred, allow me to introduce my associate. This is Jack Haxmore. Huh? It's a pleasure to meet you, Miss Martin. We're all very excited to hear about this potion of yours. My potion? Shall we begin, then? Miss Martin. Oh, yes, I do. I mean, my potion, the morning after potion, is, well, it's a revolution by way of women's health, you see? Hmm, I see. I, I'm sorry, you don't care about women's health. Excuse me. No, I just mean you care about money. Winifred. Money is important, Miss Martin, but here at Blythe, we also strive to make a difference. Of course. Well, we want to be profitable. This is a business, after all, but firstly, we are a company of service. I fully understand. I didn't understand, sister. Why was he here? The bum in the park? The gall of the man. I'd prepared a great pitch, and he, he confuddled it. I'd broached the women's health angle, and I already was off to a terrible start. Jack was enjoying this, too, watching me do everything he'd told me not to. I was nervous and rigid and flailing. Perhaps if Miss Martin could run us through what her potion does? Oh, of course. My potion is a contraceptive, similar to many on the market. It's a replacement to traditional birth control, meant to be taken mm. daily. Please be specific, Miss Martin. How does your brew work? It interrupts the initial hormonal process women experience. So it prevents pregnancy rather than terminating it? Yes. It seems excessive to prescribe this for daily consumption. The hope would be that a young woman rarely, if never, has such a need, wouldn't you say? Perhaps, but a daily dose would be the most effective. 
Indeed. And beyond that, I see my potion affording peace of mind just as much as anything else. Ah, now I understand. You're prescribing a lifestyle. Miss Martin, I am interested to learn. Where do you wish to take this alchemy of yours? Where I wish to take it? Surely you have dreams? Ah, well, I'd like to open my own potioneer shop one day. Just a small store in the city. I'd sell the morning after potion there, and women could stop by after a night of, well, of sex, I guess. And we'd provide other services as well. Other potions and... I'm sorry, Miss Martin, but are you describing a brothel? What? You just described a brothel. Not at all. Well, I'm afraid that's quite in conflict with Blythe's code of conduct. That's not at all what I'm describing, though. We should end this conversation any further, and I'm afraid I must bring this to an ethics council with the city's alchemy board. Sir, you're misunderstanding. I misunderstand nothing, Miss Martin. You're trying to co-op Blythe in your illegal endeavors, and we will not be complicit. Takahashi, what is this? This is ridiculous. Do I need to call security? My potion is a medical tool. Nothing so nefarious as you imply. This is an outrage. This is a bit melodramatic. I assure you, Miss Martin, I will bring this to the Alchemy Board. And if there is any justice in the world, you won't brew another potion in this city ever again. Sir, please. Takahashi. Good day, Miss Martin. If you'll just let me explain. My lady, good day. Papa. Nia, why aren't you ready? You startled me. The carriage won't be ten minutes. I know, I know. I've just gotten caught up. But look at you. You aren't ready either. Yes, yes, yes. Help your father tie his frock. Oh, Papa. Not too tight now. You are useless without Ma. I have you girls. Wynne's living in the city now. We'll see for how long. And you know, I've been looking at that school downtown. Father Dubell says with how my studies are coming along, the Academy might even give me a scholarship. You know my opinion of this school. Yes, but you promised. You said you'd come see it with me while we're in the city. I do regret making that promise, but oh, what does a baronet have if not his word? I did promise, and so it is sure. Do get ready. Once we're on the road, I expect a full account of all that Winifred has written. I am not even through the first letter, and there's a stack to go after that. I'm hoping to have them read before we reach the city. You can summarize, then. Ten minutes. Do not be late. Love you, Papa. I love you more, darling. Dear sister, I hope my last letter found you well, for I certainly am not. The debacle with that bum in the park has left me reeling. I can't doubt Blythe's sincerity in bringing an ethics case against me, nor do I doubt their ability to do so. From here, it's surely to be the end of Winifred Martin. No alchemy, no potioneer shop, all because of Jackson Hawksmoor and one measly misunderstanding. That is, if there even was one. Anna doesn't think so. There is no misunderstanding. A company like Blythe knows exactly what your potion is and is not. Then why? They're scared. Of me? Of course! You walk in there with a potion that not only works, it could revolutionize the market. You're a threat. Blythe isn't scared of Wynne Martin. If you're discredited, they have free reign to claim your potion themselves. They'll take it to market without owing you a penny. They wouldn't. You need to fight this. Absolutely not. Wynne. You said it yourself. I'm a nobody. If I duck my head and keep quiet, they're sure to forget about this country bumpkin and her morning after 
What was it again? Coward. Better a coward yet still be an alchemist. When? What? Hide me. Anna? That's him. Who? Wesley, the guy. Who? Right over there. Oh, the guy you... Sex? I've been avoiding him. Anna? What am I supposed to say? Hello, it's me, that girl whose life you almost ruined. Oh, by the way, not actually pregnant. Anna, you need to talk to him. I don't want to. What if he's spreading rumors? That would almost be as bad as if you were pregnant. Ugh. Talk to him. Cut things off. I hate you, Winifred. I absolutely despise your self-righteous, deplorable, narcissistic, rude, piece of work, mind you. She got over herself. Eventually. For all that talk about not backing down from Blythe, you'd think Anna would fight a little harder for herself. But no. Always the rebel and never a revolutionary. It's the reason she works, you know. Her family owns the gentleman's lounge, Levon Jest, and they hate that one of their own is getting her hands dirty. Anna does it just to spite them. This Blythe business did have me worried, though. Alchemy is all that I know, dear sister. It's all that I am. Without it, I'm just... just me. And for that reason, I refuse to fight this. I will not challenge Blythe. I will not jeopardize all that I aspire. Winifred Martin. And yet, somehow I might prefer the ruin of all my dreams to this conversation. Quite the chance meeting you here. Sir, I'll have you know Levon Jest has security, specifically for bums like you. How many times must I insist? I am not a bum. No, you work for Blythe Ignatius Genevieve. That makes you a pig. So now I have a snout, do I? I see it. Right there on your face. I'll have you know, I quit. Excuse me? I quit. I didn't like how they treated you, so after you were gone, I spoke with Takahashi and tenured my resignation. You idiot. Why would you do that? That was a good job, and I'm no one. What do you care about me? I'm not like you, Wynn. I don't have dreams. Blythe was a paycheck, and that's all. Now I think, however, I found something even more lucrative to occupy my time. Piggy found a larger truck. Winifred Martin, will you go into business with me? <laughs> Is this a joke? I'm serious. I think you have something special with that potion of yours. And perhaps you're a bit green with the business of it, but that's where I pick up the slack. I stand corrected. You're not a bum, nor a pig. You are a court jester, sir, and a very funny one. Winifred. Do you take tips? Please, just hear my offer. I will not. I've provoked Blythe too much already. They could take away my alchemy, Jack, and that is something I cannot risk. I have a plan. One that is sure to fail. Says you. Exactly. It's my own opinion that I care for. Winifred, please. Mr. Jack, I think I've made myself abundantly clear. I thank you for your offer, but I'm not going into business with you. Yes, you have been very clear. I just find your reasons lacking. You are infuriating. And you are unreasonable. Blythe is a large company, sure, but they are not royalty. If they really do bring an ethics case against you, we just have to argue the truth. You said yourself, the morning after potion is not the tool for promiscuity they claim. And if we don't win, poof. Wynn loses her alchemy. It won't come to that. But it could. What happens to your potioneer shop, then? What of it? Don't think Blythe is unique. There are any number of companies like them, and once you reach the barest modicum of success, they will come for it. You've already lost your alchemy if you won't stand here. And you, Mr. Jack, will you be my knight and save me from it all? Don't be daft. I'm no different from them. I'm just trying to get in on the ground floor. But think, if we do grow a business off your potion... And a potioner's shop is not far off the horizon. I can't say you aren't convincing. But you aren't convinced? Perhaps you're right. I am right. I've never been so inclined towards business. If I want to make something of my alchemy, 
I'll need someone to handle that for me. Exactly. Preferably someone with experience. The kind of person the blights of the world might hire. A rare type of person, to be sure. Lucky you have me. Oh, heavens, not you. I need someone with tact. Someone with real business acumen. You doubt my competence? I doubt a lot about you, Mr. Jack. But you don't doubt me when I say the morning after potion will be the thing to define our generation. You've seduced me on your dreams, Winifred. And now I'm just asking for a ticket to the ride. Don't beg. I will not. Let me prove my worth. Jack. I'm propositioning you as equals in this business venture. If you doubt my ability to contribute, we are not equals, and I'll let this go. But first, let me fight. How do you suppose to fight, then? How else? I'm going to sell your potion. Annabelle. Wesley, we need to talk. You're a hard one to find. I was beginning to think you were running away from me. I shouldn't have been avoiding you. I'm sorry. I just... I want you to know I am not... Annabelle. What are you... Shh. I took advantage of you that night. We had sex. Wesley. It was not right. Impure thoughts took hold of me, and I'm afraid it's cost you dearly. I am so, so sorry. It did take two of us, you know. I'm a gentleman, and as such I won't forsake this responsibility. With your help, I'll set right this wrong and reorient our relationship towards decency, propriety, and noble decorum. I'm not sure a single night constitutes a relationship. We are bound by our actions, and as such, if you'll let me, I would call you family. What are you... Annabel Sinclair, marry me. Wesley. It's not too late to raise our son in a moral home. Your son? Please, say yes. Allow me to do my duty and restore your virtue, which I've so carelessly tarnished. My virtue is hardly your concern. You must let me support this child. You are still a child. No, absolutely not. I won't marry you. Annabelle. Wesley, I am not pregnant. Oh. No baby, no marriage. You have no responsibility to me. Oh, thank heavens. Why didn't you say something sooner? I was trying, but you started talking about responsibility this and righting wrongs about that. This isn't a stage play. I'd prepared to take my father's cane when he found out. I was about to become a nun. I'm not ready to be a father. Congratulations, Wesley. Your future is yours again. <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask you something? So long as it's not to marry you. No, not that. I just actually forget I said anything. You can't do that. It was a stupid question. Okay, well, now you must ask. Never mind. Out with it. Anna, do you think, I mean, might you want to go on a date? Wesley Meyer, was this whole proposal some elaborate ruse to get in my pants again? What? No, I just... Defiling me once wasn't enough? That's not it, I swear. Yes, I think I'd enjoy a date. I very much learned my lesson. Sex is the furthest thing from my mind. Oh, not even a little? Not in the least. Well, that's a shame. My friend has this potion, you see. She's an alchemist, and I've been meaning to help test out this new brew, but I can't exactly do it alone. A potion? Yes, yes. I'll explain later. It is a revolution in women's health. End of the bar. There's a man with a bad toupee who can't seem to keep his eyes off of you. I noticed. That's our mark. Our mark? 
Aren't you the one proving your worth here? You have a teensy part. This doesn't bode well. Having me do all the work when it's your salesmanship under question? Oh, I'm not selling your potion. What, pray tell, is the point of this, then? Bad toupee doesn't want to buy some experimental new brew. I'm going to sell him a need. What sort of need could a man have for a contraceptive? The need for many a night of hot, steamy, and exhaustive sex with none other than you, Miss Martin. Excuse me? Why so red? Sir. Oh, Winifred, don't tell me. Have you ever even flirted with a man? I, well, of course. You're so innocent. I wouldn't have expected this. I'm not innocent. I, I know how to flirt. I just, I can't always get the words out. Tongue-tied? Why is this relevant? You do know how to smile, though. Yes, I know how to smile. That's all you have to do. I'll speak with Bad Toupee, seed in his mind all the possibilities your potion provides, then you supply the need. A smile. Just enough that he thinks he has a chance. That is not happening. You barely have to flirt. You don't have to talk or even go near him. Really? I'm proposing a partnership. Are you going to play your part or no? Fine. Good. I'm off then. Don't forget to smile. For all I wanted to, I couldn't doubt Jack's sincerity. He was committed to this ruse, at least so far as it benefited him. And for that, I agreed to entertain this game. As I watched Jack approach Mr. Bad Toupee, however, I realized we had a problem. A big problem. Blythe Ignatius Genevieve's very own Takahashi was here, and he and a friend were making their way directly towards the bar. I trust I don't have to explain, sister, if he caught us trying to sell my potion without the proper licensing, I'd lose my alchemy so quick, there would be no fight. My career would be dead. Murdered. Just like that. I had to do something. Uh, excuse me. Ow! Miss Martin? I think you broke my foot. <laughs> what? You did this on purpose, stepping on my foot. No, no, this is a misunderstanding. Oh, now you think there's a misunderstanding? This is a riot. Have you no shame? Miss Martin, please. Winifred Martin, correct? You are Anna's friend. I didn't notice it at first, but the man walking alongside Takahashi was none other than Marcus Rowentree. Lord Marcus Rowentree. Heir to his father, Viscount Rowentree, and owner of Levon Jest, in which we stood. He was also Anna's cousin though she neglected to say the man was such a catch. He had a figure that drew the eye. Tall, broad, and with a well-tailored suit that fit his station. He looked down on me, and suddenly I felt chill. Winifred Martin, eldest daughter to the Baronet Martin of Breckenshire? That is me. My lady, allow me to apologize for my friend. He is a rude sort and curmudgeonly for his age, but he's innocent enough. Will you apologize, Takahashi? Really, Marcus? It is not hard. We bumped shoulders. And you are a gentleman. Need I remind you, one of common birth, and she is a baronet's daughter. This is ridiculous. Miss Martin, I am sorry. I'm sorry, and I will keep close scrutiny to where I walk in the future. There it is. I hope we can put this past us, Miss Martin. Miss Martin... I was tongue-tied and acting a dumbstruck fool. Never before had the mere image of a man had such effect. I, my heart was beating and my head spun and I was all too aware of how heavy my breath had become. Marcus Rowentree was perfect, Prince Charming, 
and here I had accosted his friend and made a fool of myself. What was wrong with me? Why did I... That's right. I couldn't let them near Jack. If you will excuse us, Miss Martin, we are late. Wait! Yes? I just... I have constructive criticism. Criticism? Someone must say it. You're making a mess of this establishment, sir. Am I? You are. I'll remind you, you're talking to the Viscount heir, Miss Martin. It's, it's fine. I'd like to hear this. To start, there's entirely, entirely too few chandeliers. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Any respectable establishment would have at least three. Perhaps more if it was particularly high class. You may be correct, Marcus. And this. I've been coming here for weeks. How is it I'm only just being introduced to the owner? Your attendance is lacking. Otherwise, you would have known. Everyone is complaining about the chandeliers. Oh, this is absurd. Perhaps I have fallen out of touch. Things are busy, and I haven't been my personable self as of late. Nothing hard work can't fix. I shall endeavor to correct my behavior. Perhaps I'll start by getting to know you a bit more personally. Me? Takahashi and I really must be going, but I think I'd enjoy speaking with you again. Are you aware of the Havistock's gala in two weeks' time? A gala? I was planning a trip out of town, but I can reorder things if there's a chance I'll see you there. I... Uh, I'd have to check. Perhaps. I'm told the Havistocks have quite the chandelier collection, if that suades you. Sir, was that an attempt at a pun? Let none say I don't try. I dare say you do. Then it's settled. I look forward to accompanying you, Miss Martin. Even for the Viscount heir, it was bold of Marcus to kiss my cheek. I don't know whether to be ashamed to say it, but this man had had his way with my emotions. He'd struck a tune on my heartstrings and left me confounded. This is hardly me, sister. I'm not one to swoon or fancy. I don't faint, though I felt it. Marcus and Takahashi bid me farewell, and I couldn't bring myself to any more embarrassment. I let them go and hoped beyond hope that Jack had finished. When I looked, however, all I saw was bad toupee donning his coat to leave. Had I missed my cue, I thought? Was it too late to smile? The man was scowling. That couldn't have been good. Was the game ruined before my part had even come to play? No. Bad toupee was leaving, but he hadn't left. I put my trust in Jack, and being more bold than I ever have in my life, I stole a drink from the bar and went to intercept. Sir, I've brought you a drink. What, mine? No, I'm afraid I didn't order this. Courtesy of me. Ma'am? The night is still young. Don't tell me you're leaving already. I have an early morning. That's not very exciting. When you get to be my age... I always like this time of night. It's early enough that some are just getting started. But late enough that most have settled in with a drink. This could be the best night of your life. And you wouldn't know it yet. Enjoy your drink. Ma'am? I turned to walk away and gave one last glance behind. My eyes locked with his, and that's where I saw it. My cue. Not only did I smile, but I winked. Simple. Dare I say sultry. Never before had I seen a man trip over himself. The man with the bad toupee had nearly lost his feet, skipping off to find Jack and to gleefully part with his money. And that was it. We'd sold the first morning after potion. Dear sister, I hope you know this is merely the start. A brief taste of the story as it's about to unfold. I don't know who these Haverstocks are or what their gala business is, but I plan to attend. And might I be so bold as to ask the Viscount heir for a dance? I'd created a potion that worked, 
and I'd found a partner for the business of it. Yes, and I might be facing ruin at the hands of the very company I'd hoped to work for. Yet nervous as I was, my collective emotion was nothing short of thrill and excitement. Life is a wonder. Bravo, Winifred. I'm ashamed I doubted you. You must be ashamed of a lot. Does this make us business partners? I'm afraid it might. I look forward to working with you. Surprisingly, I think I might as well. If you're ready to brainstorm, I have a few ideas on next steps. And so it begins. Obviously, if we plan to take your potion to market, there's got to be a mountain of research behind it. No, I wouldn't have guessed. Have you given any thought to where we'll get the research participants? I have not, but I take it you have? A bit. Well, must you leave me in suspense? There's too much stigma around premarital sex. The average woman won't touch your potion, and married woman won't have the same needs. All of this I already know. Which is why I suggest we enlist the aid of prostitutes. What? what? Nia, is everything all right? What? No, I mean, it's nothing. You just exclaimed. People hardly exclaim. It couldn't have been nothing. Well, it was nothing. Are you going to let me read those letters? I think not. I want to hear about this boy Wynne is burying. She talks about him, does she not? She does, but it's... it's very dramatic. Rumors and gossip. You'd hate it. Hmm. He's a nice enough man, it seems. I guess I can wait and take his measure when we arrive. And when I find him lacking, I'll insist they postpone. This wedding is far too hasty. Be happy for Wynn, Papa. She's marrying a man of business. Would you prefer she stayed home and married the cobbler's boy? <laughs> I could arrange that. Ugh, you're infuriating. The Morning After Potion was created and produced by Coverage Gang Productions, which includes Lucas Fisher, Vanessa Perea, Phoebe Sajor, and Keith Sutton. To stay up to date with what we're doing, follow us on Instagram at Coverage Gang Productions. This episode was written and directed by Keith Sutton. Our script editor was Nico Blanis. Our amazing voice actors are Sara Takvi as Winifred Martin, Jonah Robinson as Jackson Hoxman, Andrew Dipp as Marcus Rowentree, India Reyes Thompson as Annabelle Sinclair, Phoebe Sajor as Nia Martin, Jerry Schultz as Lord Martin, Michael Stephen Green as Wesley Meyer, and Chris Johnson as Tanin Takahashi. Additional voices by Sonny Sajor, Cheyenne Narani, and my train. Audio recording by Cameron Nori and Cheyenne Norani. Our audio intern with the most interesting facts was Paris Puccellato. Line editing was performed by Cameron Nori, and our sound designer and overall audio guru was Amador Lozada. The series cover art was created by Greg McDonald. This was the first episode of The Morning After Potion. Please stay tuned. We've got so much more to share. 